PR Pro Cannabis Media. Hi, everyone. I'm Elena Pinto, and welcome to Weed Talk News. The current cannabis landscape is tough for small independent companies, and many advocates want to see multi-state operators or MSOs held accountable to create a level playing field. But a recent analysis from the Green Market Report shows it's time for some MSOs to pay up. The financial findings report that 10 publicly traded companies from Cresco Labs to TrueLeave, Acreage Holdings, and more, owe more than half a billion dollars to the IRS and tax debts. CureLeaf and Verano alone hold the bulk of the debt at a whopping $268 million. We spoke with cannabis tax attorney Nick Richards about why this could actually prove to be a positive turning point for the industry as a whole. The numbers are public information. So that that's definitely true. You know, I, I, I think there was definitely a difference of opinion around um, a, a undisclosed attorney that felt like this was going to be the end of a few of these companies. And myself, who has experience protecting people for years uh, with tax debt. So I don't I don't have the same view that this is, you know, the doom is right around the corner here. Um, it may be that they won't eventually be able to hold these funds like they're doing right. They'll have to pay something. But I, I, I am confident that, you know, with a good tax attorney, they can keep them alive for quite a while. Something has to happen that's positive for this industry for it to survive. And is it safe banking, Nick? Uh, that would be that would give the industry a big shot in the arm for sure. It doesn't do away with the financial bottom line problems for the industry because it doesn't do away with Section 280E, but it opens up the door to traditional financing, which is what a lot of these companies need. Um, and, and, and even the MSOs now are, are going, well, gosh, now we're not getting that that, you know, private fund financing anymore they need traditional financing now as well uh and i and i think you know i i'll say this i was on the phone earlier with a with a new bank startup that is going to give uh bank accounts to the entire industry and do financing and all that kind of stuff so there are some there are some players that are looking to capitalize on that need and 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 do it in a way that is not as predatory as we've seen in the past or as i've heard uh, as occurred in the past Last year, Amazon publicly announced the company would stop testing employees for cannabis and would even put lobbying efforts toward federal reform. But it's apparently not giving the same support to business owners who want to sell on the platform. Seattle Times reporter Lauren Rosenblatt recently wrote a story in which she discovered Amazon has been quietly removing cannabis-related products from its site, namely in the form of grinders. Arnold Marcus of Golden State Grinders says he's been selling his products labeled as spice grinders on the retail site for the past nine years. So you can imagine his shock when last year the company removed his posts, flagging the products as a violation of company policy, prohibiting the sale of drugs and drug paraphernalia. Marcus spent months fighting the decision, but was unsuccessful. 
even though you can search cannabis grinders on Amazon right now and still find products. So it's unclear what this gray area in online retail could mean for ancillary businesses in the future. And with that, let's check in with Deborah Borchardt for more from the Green Market Report this week. I'm Deborah Borchardt, and this is the Weed Talk News Business Update from the Green Market Report. This week, cannabis giant Canopy Growth said it was getting out of the retail store business. The company is selling off its Tokyo Smoke and Tweed stores. Canopy said that it is now focused on becoming profitable, and that meant it would pivot to becoming just a consumer packaged goods company. The Northern Lights SPAC was completed this week. Safe Harbor Financial is finally trading on the NASDAQ, even though the company got just a little less money than they had planned. However, investors are making sure Safe Harbor has enough money in the pipeline to keep it secure for the next several months. Ascend Wellness announced that its CEO, Abner Curtin, would step down after news surfaced of a domestic dispute. The company said it would have two interim co-CEOs as it begins the search for a permanent replacement. And finally, London-based British American Tobacco acquired a minority stake in the German marijuana company, Sanity Group, and they led the company to what they claim is the largest capital raise in European cannabis history. The back group led a $37.6 million Series B capital raise for Sanity Group, and they will use that money for expansion and looking further down the road when Germany is fully legalized. And this has been the Weed Talk News Business Update. I'm Deborah Borchart with the Green Market Report. In what could be a key move for the Keystone State, more than 2,500 Pennsylvanians with minor nonviolent cannabis convictions have applied for a pardon. All thanks to a new program launched by Governor Tom Wolf and Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman. Regulators in New York State are getting closer to beginning recreational sales. The window to submit applications for the state's first retailer licenses has closed, and 903 businesses have completed and submitted their forms, all run by people who have been harmed by the drug war. The Office of Cannabis Management says it will be selecting 150 of those applicants to open the state's first adult use shops before expanding the application pool to other businesses. And while that's all good news for New York, the state's Legislative Commission on Rural Resources has asked the OCM for clarification on legalization going forward. The commission is requesting information about licensing opportunities and what it calls conflicting timelines and regulations, as well as clarification around potential supply problems and the enforcement of gray market vendors. Another state looking for clarification on regulations is the Garden State. Workplace guidelines released by New Jersey's Cannabis Agency have people dazed and confused. Jill Goldsbury has the details. Hello, Jill here from We Talk News, New Jersey, and here's what's going on this in the state. As cannabis business grows in the community, so do the jobs. Now that it looks like dispensaries have a committed staff, the New Jersey Cannabis Regulatory Commission has issued guidance for workplaces as a first step towards formulating and approving standards for workplace impairment recognition. The new workplace guidelines released by the state agency overseeing cannabis has employees literally dazed and confused over what they can and cannot do to discipline a worker who might be high on the job. The guidance and reasonable suspicion observation report form issued by the New Jersey CRC are meant to support the employer's right to create 
and maintain a safe work environment and to affirm the employee's right to due process. In addition, the guidance states that employees cannot be acted against solely due to the fact that there is cannabis present in their system, but employers will still have the right to drug test on reasonable suspicion of impairment. So then there's that. Diana Hunu, chair of the Reg Cannabis Regulatory Commission, says that the guideline is likely to capture many capture what many employers are already doing and have been doing since before legalization. In more workplace news, cannabis startups looking for office space now have the option of co-working in a legitimate space that they can consume, network, and meet like-minded colleagues. Uh, work and Roll, which is a space, a co-working space in Manhattan in the Flatiron District, is now open and available, offering a quiet space to work, consume, attend events, and network with other cannabis um, entrepreneurs. If you're in Brooklyn, you may want to check out the new co-working Mondays at Cloudhouse, which is located in a different space that you will get emailed to once you sign up. And that's located in Brooklyn. Co-working Mondays is hosted by Black Girl Smoke. And lastly, we want to take a moment to congratulate some cannabis entrepreneurs that have made some real strides over the last year. We want to congratulate Vlad and the Happy Monkey crew on their five-year anniversary celebrating this weekend. If you're in New York and you want to celebrate with them, head on over to happymonkey.com. We hear there's still a few tickets left. That's been the news for We Talk News New Jersey. I'm Jill Goldsbury. A policy in plant production and business coming to the Pacific Northwest. Many states where cannabis is legal require vertical integration, which means a company has to own and operate every aspect of their production from seed to sale. Washington state has banned that practice since cannabis became recreationally legal. That is until now. Josh Kincaid has the details from Washington State. I'm Josh Kincaid from the Talking Hedge with the Washington State Cannabis Report for We Talk News. Washington looks at lifting previous vertical integration bans. Unlike most states, Washington prohibits vertical integration. And as a result, the products and branding are more developed here than most other areas due to fierce competition. Vertical integration occurs when a company is involved in more than one stage of production, like growing, manufacturing, and retailing. The positive implications of vertical integration revolve around improving efficiencies, increasing profitability, controlling the product pipeline, and ultimately reducing costs for consumers. However, not without its drawbacks, disadvantages of a fully integrated business include reduction in corporate flexibility, increased costs and oversight required to run and expand the business, and possible loss of focus. Some feel it's economically progressive rule that promotes competition and prevents monopolization of the cannabis industry, making prices far more fair to consumers. While the goals of prohibiting vertical integration are to discourage predatory business practices as well as decrease the potential for public harm or overconsumption as a function of preventing onerous legal and business obstacles. So when will Washington State become vertically integrated? You're going to have to come back to Weed Talk News to find out. With that, we're going to roll up this Washington State Canvas report. I'm Josh Kincaid from the Talking Hedge reporting for We Talk News. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, or don't, and I'm out. Don't get comfortable just yet. Those aren't the only policies changing, but big changes in the Golden State are actually looking hopeful. California is expanding access to medical cannabis delivery thanks to a recently passed bill by Congress. 
Tom Hunters has the details in this week's California report. This is Tom Hunters of StuffStonersLake.com with the weekly weed talk news live from NorCal. Here are the top stories from the Golden State. If you are a medical cannabis patient in California, you now have your own patient's rights law. Thanks to the Senate passing Bill 1166, no town or city can deny the delivery of your medicine or to your caregiver, even if they opted out of the sale of cannabis in their jurisdiction. Even though this new law won't go into effect until January 1, 2024, this will prohibit localities from banning medical cannabis delivery. The California Department of Cannabis Control seeks $128 million in penalties from illegal cannabis businesses. The California Department of Cannabis Control is seeking $128 million in penalties from illegal cannabis businesses that regulators say produced and sold products in the state for more than a year without a license. Regulators argue that undisputed evidence was revealed, which occurred for roughly a year and a half. The parent company has acquired the remaining 15% equity of its Calmawiho LLC dispensary following receipt of all necessary regulatory approvals. The 3,250-square-foot dispensary is one of 11 stores in the West Hollywood area that is licensed for storefront retail and recently debuted its monogram store within a store concept, providing consumers a curated experience of the monogram brand and its line of products. And that's the news. Meanwhile, back here at home, all seems to be quiet on Capitol Hill as far as federal reform is concerned. But there is good news if you're looking at a career in the Air Force or Space Force. Vote Pro Podcast has that story and more from Washington, D.C. Hi, I'm Phil Adams from Vote Pro Podcast, and this is the Weed Talk News D.C. Report. A federal agency is looking to score about four and a half tons of weed. The National Institute on Drug Abuse put out a 172-page request for proposal last week seeking contractors able to cultivate and test about 4 million grams of cannabis over a five-year period. Primary purpose, according to the RFP, is to supply cannabis for government research. For more than 50 years, the NIDA relied on a single source of marijuana for its research, a farm at the University of Mississippi. In recent years, however, other growers have applied for and received Schedule I research licenses from the Drug Enforcement Administration. Only those growers will be able to apply to the RFP. A single positive THC test soon may not automatically get you permanently barred from the U.S. Air Force or Space Force. The two branches of the military announced the change in drug screening policy last week. Previously, one positive drug test would be enough to keep a person out of either service for life. Under the new regs, Candidates who meet certain standards, if they do test positive initially, will be allowed to retake the test after 90 days. The reform is expected to take effect as soon as 2024, pending completion and review of a two-year, pardon the expression, pilot program. That's the Weed Talk News DC report for this week. I'm Phil Adams from Vote Pro Podcast. The state of Massachusetts is getting a new cannabis control commissioner. Her name is in headlines all over the internet, but more for questions than congratulations. 
We'd Talk News producer Tori Chamberlain explains what's happening in this week's Bay State Report. Hey guys, it's Tori Chamberlain, and here's what's going on in Massachusetts this week. The Boston Herald reported just this week that Shannon O'Brien, the newly appointed chair of the Massachusetts Cannabis Control Commission, is coming under the microscope just as she takes helm as the new chair of the agency. The Herald found that O'Brien is currently listed as owner and partner of Greenfield Greenery, dating all the way back to the company's 2020 application for a cultivation license. O'Brien even represented herself as the company's CEO as recently as June 2021 at a zoning meeting in Greenfield. And at first look, this is not really a favorable position to be a business owner taking charge of policy and regulations for an entire state. However, The businesses that uh, she is currently tied to, O'Brien, have only been granted a provisional license so far, so they haven't actually been given full approval to operate throughout the state. So things aren't totally set in stone yet. And furthermore, a spokesperson for the Cannabis Control Commission recently said that the agency is aware of O'Brien's connection to these businesses and that a change of ownership request has actually already been filed. It just hasn't been processed yet. So this is another testament to just how long things take in the procedural sphere of the cannabis industry. So we'll have to see how that ownership request all shakes out. And uh, in other news, cannabis testing company ACT Laboratories or ACT Laboratories has agreed to acquire Salem-based CDX Analytics, which is another lab. ACT's CEO says, quote, expanding our footprint not only enables us to take better advantage of our investments in new technology, but also allows us to better anticipate regulatory trends and leverage and leverage standardized best practices across our network, meaning all of the cannabis industry. We're in a world of weed right now where there's really not much regulation or oversight on labs. So it'll be really interesting to see where this partnership takes the forefront of cannabis testing and technology technology in the very near future. And finally, Boston-founded brand Hitman, Tega Hitman, is back in town from their new home in Los Angeles for the Best of New England competition. I am judging the flower category of a bunch of companies who have submitted their best, so I'll be giving you a full recap of that event and all the awards next week. For now, that's it happening in Massachusetts this week. I'm Weed Talk News producer Tori Chamberlain. And finally, Pro Cannabis Media is going live next week from from the heart of the Bay State for a one-of-a-kind event. Our own Jimmy Young will be live at the High Lifestyle Show in Boxborough featuring Cheech Marin as well as the Whalers and so much more. So tune in to next week to see all of the antics live as they unfold. And until next time, remember, it's a whole new world of weed out there, so use it wisely. I'm Elena Pinto for Pro Cannabis Media. With that, we're going to roll this one up. I'm Josh Kincaid. This is The Talking Hedge. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, or don't, and I'm out. Don't forget to smash that like button on your way out and check out these other videos that we've got. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, y'all. I'm Joe, host of Casually Baked the Podcast. If you're curious to explore the highly responsible side of cannabis, farming, and legalization, 
I'm here to help lighten the stigma and build your can of confidence. Download episodes now of Casually Baked the Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And journey with me through the evolving cannabis culture and discover how and why people like you are adding cannabis to their wellness toolkit. It's time to get casually baked. 